Welcome to the Catholic Youth Podcast, a podcast that will encourage and inspire you in engaging with young people in Catholic youth ministry. I'm Juliana, and in today's episode number 20, Journeying with Young People, I'm sitting down with special guest, Peter Beerer. Peter is the Assistant Director of Pastoral Life and Mission at the Catholic Archdiocese of Adelaide. He is the previous coordinator of the Catholic Office for Youth and Young Adults and has had over 20 years of experience in youth ministry across various roles in the United States of America and right here in Australia. So let's jump right into my conversation with Peter. Welcome, Peter. It's so good to see you. Thanks. It's really great to see you. Oh, it's great to be able to sit down and chat and pick your brain a little bit. I'm very excited about today's conversation about journeying with young people. So before we jump in, could you just tell us a little bit about yourself? So who you are, what do you do? I'm married to Lauren uh, and we have four children who range from seven to 16 years old. So we've... Right in the smack of youth ministry at home, right? That's right. Yeah. So this is the, the funny thing. Like I've, I've, uh, been waiting for this moment and also been dreading this moment yeah. of being a youth minister and having young people. Yes, <laughs> around you I, I all the time. I, yeah, <laughs> I hope I do this right. Um, yeah, but I'm a, a lay ecclesial minister mm-hmm. uh, with uh, a long focus on young people, yeah. as you mentioned in the intro. And I'm from the U.S. originally, from Minnesota. So how did you end up in Australia? 20-some years ago, I was looking for a way to escape the U.S. for a year. Mm-hmm. And I I had friends who had done NET Ministries, the National Evangelization Team, but they had done it in the U.S. And I discovered that there was a way to do it on the other side of the world. Why would you not? Exactly. <laughs> so I had always loved Crocodile Dundee, and uh, I had done a geography project on Australia when I was in ninth grade. And so Those stay with you, right? You know they what? stay with you. you. You study that country when you're eight years old and That's for right. the rest of your life. I made yeah. this big foam core map of Australia. Meant to be. Inside a paper mache crocodile head. <laughs> Gosh, please tell me you have photos. <laughs> oh, I wish I did. I oh. always got A's on my projects oh. just for a presentation. That sounds <laughs> like, ha- Did you have Tasmania as well? Was that like a little crocodile tooth? Oh, I don't remember what what I did for Maybe Tasmania. It was just cut out. Oh, yeah. probably. Everybody yeah, leaves it's, Tasmania. It's fine. It's fine. We don't. <laughs> we love no, you, Tasmania. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> Goodness. So, yeah, you spent, as a young person, you spent time here on, on mission then, really, yeah. ministering to young people. So, I was 21. Yeah, spent a year in Adelaide. Old in, places. Yeah, <laughs> and ended up falling in love with uh, my wife, Lauren. And we moved back uh, mm-hmm. to the U.S. Yep. and dated got married, had a family, and I all the while was continuing to work in youth ministry. Yes. And uh, I was finishing my master's in theology and in pastoral ministry. Uh, and we were thinking about maybe God is calling us back to Adelaide. Yeah. And wouldn't it be wonderful if there was a youth ministry job somewhere, somehow? Otherwise, you know, I was quite happy to work at McDonald's. Try something else. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wine tasting, yeah. whatever people do in Adelaide. Ooh, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I didn't even consider that. <laughs> but, oh, that would have been a good one. But, <laughs> um, yeah. So, and at that time, one of my professors was advising a doctoral student from Australia. No way. Um, his name was, uh, is Father Chris Ryan, the missionary yeah. of God's love. Yeah. And so I just asked him, I said, oh, do you know, 
I know you'd spend some time in Australia and you've got this student. Would you have any connections about, mm-hmm. you know, youth ministry jobs anywhere in Australia? And I'd just be interested in knowing what's available. And so he asked Father Chris and uh, Chris said, oh yeah, there's a diocesan job that's open in Adelaide. No I mean, way. If want to move to Adelaide. Why would you? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, that's where we want to move. Wow. Right? Of all the places... That's where Lauren's family's from. Yes. This is where we'd love to be. Yeah, I applied at a Zoom interview. Like before COVID. Before so that was COVID, probably yes. the first Zoom call ever, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're pioneer- pioneering uh, it. Yeah. Wow. And, yeah. And then when I got the job, we were still, we, you know, we were living in our house that we were, we had to sell the house. We had to do immigration stuff. Yeah. So all that stuff all had to happen within six months. Oh goodness. And I accepted the job in June and we were here in December and sold everything we owned, sold our house, you know, and we came yeah. literally with nothing. Just, just your passports and the clothes in our suitcases. Yeah. And uh, we had a small shipment of things that made yes. it over. But like the rest instruments and things is, like that. Yeah. <laughs> pri- pri- things that are a priority to your family for sure. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that was December 2016. Wow. When we moved over. Yeah. Yeah. yeah just a wild ride. It's been crazy. It's been crazy. But how, how good and how good has God and all that? Like those little bits of the story that, that come together and, you know, that little kid making that paper mache crocodile, the map of Australia and um, how those little bits have come together. That's really inspiring to sort of hear. So thanks so much for sharing that. Yeah, (laughs) that's so lovely. So today we're talking about journeying with young people. Um, So some people call that accompaniment or even the art of accompaniment, right? And I often find that term very broad and sometimes vague um, when in terms of youth ministry. But when you sort of stop and think about it, right, we, we're doing that either naturally or we're aspiring to do that in ministry. So I think it is important that we take this sort of time out, reflect on it a little bit, break it open and hopefully use that as a tool to reflect about that in our own lives. So in saying that, for you, Peter, what pops up into your mind when someone says journeying with young people or accompanying young people? What does that mean? I suppose the first thing that comes to my mind is it's a relational thing. Yeah. That, uh, accompaniment or journeying with mm. is just that. It's with somebody else. It's not so standing on the sidelines and shouting or barking instructions yeah. or, you know, here's how you do it. It's really allowing yourself to be alongside somebody yeah. else on their personal journey. The image of pilgrimage, mm. you know, or a road trip. And I've taken so many road trips yeah. with young people over my This is <laughs> fun. Yeah. yeah. And it's, you know, it's hard and it's stinky and it's grueling and it's, you know, uh, it can be annoying. Yeah. And young people are constantly, you know, seeking after the right way to do something or they want to try new things out. An accompaniment of a young person doesn't mean that you're providing them with all the right answers all Mm. the time, but you're allowing them the space to explore those ideas or to, you know, the metaphor of the road trip. Yeah. To maybe test out driving the bus every now and then and, you know, with with some supervision <laughs> or going but, down that road and maybe seeing what's down there. Yeah. I guess. Like, Oh, yeah. there was a dead end. Let's turn around. You know, yeah. Or oh, look, there's a new Vista along yeah. that we never would have explored had it not been for that young person who, who had the, the gumption to say, let's go there. Yeah. So I think, I, I really think for me, it's all about the, the word with, I, I think when I first started out in youth ministry, I had this idea that it was about what wisdom can I impart 
on a young person? Sure. What's the direction I can I'll give I'll show you the life? way. Here's yeah. the map. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'll be your guide. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what I learned over those years is that actually to journey alongside of a young person means I'm allowing myself to be accompanied by them as well. Yeah. My heart is breaking open. I'm learning new things. I am being allowed to try and to test and to fail. Yeah. And that young person might be there to help guide me along that way yeah. as well. So the with part means nobody is always in front mm-hmm. or always in charge, but it's it. the accompaniment means you are side by side on the journey. Uh, a solo musician will often play with an accompanist. Yes. You know, and, yeah. but during the song, Sometimes the accompanist takes the lead, sure. but oftentimes they're just providing the background for the solo instrument to sing, you know, yeah. to, to really take, to soar. In to soar, to yeah. shine in, mm-hmm. the, in their own rights and, yeah, that, that balance between them. What do you think that sort of looks like in church life or youth ministry life specifically? Yeah. Well, I mean, I can only really speak from my experience Mm -hmm. so the word accompaniment i think in the art of accompaniment that's very uh now with pope francis and and all that and it can seem kind of idealistic or heady or what is that yeah what does it actually look like i think in most parishes or a school or any kind of community where young people are present it's one it's being aware of a young person and being aware that young people are in your midst yes um and the that they're not just there as um, decorations on the wall, nor yeah. are they the, your replacement in 25 years' time, yeah. but they are in and of themselves a person who is here now, who mm-hmm. is a child of God, who is has gifts to offer and is seeking after something, yeah. which is why they're here. So that awareness of, of a young person who is here now is really important. Knowing that young person, so being in relationship with that young person is really important too. Yeah. So in in a you know a regular situation, you might be a classroom teacher mm-hmm. and you might know the name of the young person who's in your classroom. Sure. But do you know anything about their life? Yeah. Even basic things like oh, they play on the footy team, yeah. or they have a job after schools, yeah. or they've got this really tough situation at home. Mm. You know, and so I know a little bit about them, so I can offer them. So a different level of attention. Yeah. Or even if you're a parishioner, you might, you know, see that young person behind the checkout. Yeah. Uh, at, at the Woolies. grocery store. Yeah, 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 yeah. And do you have the courage then to strike up a relationship with them, even if it's surface level? Yeah. But it's it's an attention to the person as a human being and, and an interest in them that sparks the... Um, the next step of a relationship. Yeah. So I think to me, accompaniment begins with those two things, attention and relationship. And then the next real step, I suppose, is the ability to respond to the needs of the young person mm. and to deepen that relationship. So a young person has to like, a, you know, um, desire to be accompanied. Yes. Um, just as the accompanist needs to be desired needs to desire to, to accompany, to, right? To yeah. accompany yeah. and to allow that young person to accompany them. Yeah. And it's not formal usually. It's not like a mentorship. Yeah. Or, uh, You're not or, signing a contract of a 10-week course or something. Yeah, it's, yeah. or even a, uh, an apprenticeship. You yeah. know, like, like, I mean, we talk about discipleship sometimes as, as an apprenticeship into yeah. the faith or as a, 
um, but it's uh, it's an ability to uh, to journey alongside of a young person wherever they're at mm. for however long they need it, uh, you know, into a particular, uh, I guess, way of being that uh, that they need at this time. Yeah. So it, there's not always a, a an expiration date or a, no. um, or even a a commitment that you can make to it. Yeah. It's just an ongoing mm. journey. I remember once being at a talk where a parish priest who was from a rural area he was telling about a young person in his parish and there weren't many people in his parish to begin with, let alone a young person, but suddenly a young person rocked up one day and he said he actually had to, to say to himself, go and make a connection, ask their name, but in, in his busyness and everything on his mind and thinking, oh, I'm quite old, how am I going to connect? But he actually was like, no, don't be silly, let's go talk to them. That's and just it, from yeah. that first like connection of, hello, what's your name? You know, what are you doing in this rural place, um, you know, at, at this parish? And they formed this connection and w- were able to bring in other young people on the journey and exactly that respond to their needs. And I think from a perspective as, as a young person going into these spaces, if people just give you an inquisitive look or something but don't go further, you know, it's it takes a lot to be there and to practice your faith in a certain way. So just those yeah. nice people that say, peace be with you, or ask your name, or... Yeah, after make, mass, yeah. Go, yeah, are you new here? Yeah. Or if you're not new here, like, yeah. who are you? Who Here's are you? who I am. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm, I am so scared of young people. Yeah. <laughs> you would <laughs> never think of it. Yeah, I know. And I, <laughs> with their TikToks and oh, their... Yeah. Well, and I just, I never know what to say. I mean, yeah. I'm so socially awkward, and... I, you know, I go into um, like BuzzFeed articles, yeah. how to talk to other people. <laughs> and, and I need to find out, all right, what are the top tips? Yeah. Questions Buzz, for yeah. small group or yeah. for small talk. You yeah. know, it's like, I don't know. But I know that, and I was so intimidated when I was yeah. a young youth minister. It seemed like everybody was extroverted. And, yeah. You know, there you've got this idea of a youth minister in your head. And that's what I thought I had to be. Yes. You know, like the guy who played guitar and who, uh, played volleyball and yeah. knew, knew all the games and knew everybody's names. Things, and yeah, 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 yeah. I was really funny and all yeah. like, and I tried to be that, but I was so uncomfortable and it didn't work because it wasn't who I was. Yeah. So authenticity is probably a really big piece of it too. But what I had to do was once I realized that if I was just my nerdy self yep. and in my introverted self, but I was authentically that yeah. to a young person, they were much more likely to respond and to uh, reciprocate because what I discovered was I wasn't very good at the the quick get to know you, entertain you for, you know. Kind uh, of explosive energy. Yeah, yeah. 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 And some people are really great at that. Yeah. And, and I always, and I discovered I needed those people on my teams, yeah. but that wasn't my job. But what I could do was enter into a deep relationship and a long relationship with young people and invest my interest and curiosity into yeah. them uh, and and journey with them through their spiritual questions and through some of the tough things that they might be yeah. exploring or or just to celebrate them. And that was much more authentic to me than it was, you know, to pretend to be a... I don't Someone know. super extroverted, yeah, yeah, yeah lead ex- singer of the band, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, I wanted that too, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> but it but wasn't... We working with what we got, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think, I mean, I, can, I have all of these young people that are popping into my mind from over the last 20 years that, uh, um, that I learned that through, through them, you know, and... Uh, there are some of them that I still stay in contact with, uh, which is really wonderful to be able to 
to have these young people I can point to and say, you know, I started this accompaniment relationship with you. It lasted four or five years yep. or know, six months or whatever to. it might have been. Yeah. Um, or even in some cases, you know, just a week. Yeah. I was with a young person for a week in a very intense uh, youth ministry community situation like on a mission trip somewhere or something i think it's really about the relationship and the investment into that person and the authenticity that you bring to that that makes it work with that young person and could you perhaps tell us a story of a young person you've accompanied over the years that difficultly impacted you where you've sort of their faith has grown your faith has grown and you've really felt sort of fulfilled in in that journey when yeah. I was first starting as a parish youth minister, I was in charge of, I've always had to do something with faith formation mm-hmm. and confirmation usually happens sure. in high school uh, in, in the US? where I'm from. Okay. Yep. And uh, so you'd get these kids who were like forced, yeah. felt forced to <laughs> be there because they had to take part in these youth ministry activities as part of their confirmation preparation. Yeah. And, you know, some of them were pretty jaded and cynical yeah. about it and, Others were, you know, quite open to it, and they were really excited to be a part of the different things that you were doing. Um, and and so when you could uh, spot the kid that was really excited, mm. and they were their faith was was alive, or it might have been, you know, enhanced at home or in school or whatever situation, yeah. they were really fun to work with and really yes. easy because. You could just say, hey, you want to come on this week-long mission trip to the other side of the country? Yay, Let's, I've been yeah. waiting all year. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> uh, and, and those are, like, I've got, uh, you know, dozens of those kinds of kids that I, I'm thinking about because I would spend these really intense yeah. times with them. But then I remember there was this one kid who asked me a really challenging question in front of, you know, the hundred <laughs> oh. teenagers that were at this um, confirmation prep yeah. session. And... Um, and it was, you know, a, a moral question. Yes. And, uh, but it was, she was asking me, what's the church's pastoral response? A merciful, can the church have a merciful pastoral response to somebody who's living outside of maybe what the church, official church teaching is sure. around something? Yeah. And I was so challenged in the moment. Yeah. And I remember, you know, I've got a microphone in my hand and I'm thinking I'm, I'm the authority in the room. Yeah. Yeah. And all I could think of was to give the black and white right, yeah. the right yeah. answer, yeah. right? And I could see it broke this girl's heart. Yeah. And I don't know why. I don't know what her situation was. Yeah. Uh, but her response in that moment, and then she, from that moment on, she disengaged from yeah. the whole thing. And, and I realized I missed an opportunity mm. with that young person because uh, I never really got to connect with her again. Yeah. On the flip side of that, uh, so I missed the opportunity for accompaniment by just providing the easy black and white answer without going into a place where I was going to be challenged and and maybe have, I mean, it did challenge me and I never stopped thinking about it. And that was probably, you know, almost 20 years ago. Yeah, and that stayed with you. Yeah. But on the other side, there was a young young woman at one of the more recent places where I was working in in a parish in the U.S., who I could see that there was a spark uh, and that uh, she always had some really insightful responses to, mm. to questions in small groups or in the large group. You know, if she worked up the courage to say something, uh, she, she always had a bit deeper of a response than, than other people. And what I didn't realize was that 
she had been going through some really tough stuff at school. Sure. You know, typical uh, ninth grade, tenth adolescent, grade, adolescent, yeah. you know, girls, you know, uh, spreading rumors mm-hmm. and uh, really not positive situation. She had a wonderful family, really faithful family. And her parents made the decision to, in the middle of the year, move her to another school um, while she was in the middle of this program. And and I, I thought, this is a young woman who I think has something, you know, something else yeah. deeper to offer. And so I started, you know, asking, you know, there are these uh, opportunities that, that we've got either mission trips or there was a, um, here's the really nerdy thing, a, a youth theology camp that I you can. could go to uh, oh. that was connected to my, my master's program where the master's students were asked to bring students to a youth theology camp. It was a two week long camp. Two weeks. Yeah. At a, at a university. And, and she was like, Oh yeah, I definitely want to go. Sign to me up. And so she went, and three other kids from yeah. my my youth group went, and those young people have all stayed with me. Like they're yeah. they're just such incredible people, doing amazing things now. But when they went through, what I noticed was, you know, we would have these conversations, and we would give them opportunities to lead, and um, they started running aspects of our uh, confirmation retreats and developing all these talks and things. And this young woman and the others in in that group, they all just started to blossom and open up and wow. uh, seek after different things. So when she finished high school, she ended up going back to that university mm-hmm. and studying theology. And she got her bachelor's degree in theology from from that university. And then uh, has only just recently finished her master's in theology at Boston College, and you know is wow a, the- a theologian. A the- theologian, yeah. yeah. She's running the camps, right? <laughs> so now, like, and she's uh, you know about to get married. She's, yeah. uh, her life is opening up in front of her, and to be able to look at a young person like that and to say, "All right, I was able to be with you to answer some questions, to yeah. to give you some opportunities, and to uh, walk alongside of you for this really short period in their yeah. life." But it helped to open some doors and to to do some you know different things. And the other thing I think for me that opened up new ways of thinking and new possibilities yeah. of you know how I saw the world or um, even how I, I journey alongside of young people and and what that meant for for me. So there's there's something that happens in the exchange where it's not just about what happens to the young person. And there's no way I can say she's a theologian now because of me. Yes, it's but I was. Part of that. Part yeah. of that. And my part of her journey was, you know, relatively small, but uh, it, it had some significant elements for her. Yeah. And how uplifting that is, because a lot of this time in this week work, we, we go in with love and care and really wanting to do our bit to give the best possible circumstances and opportunities for our young people but we not always get to see the end result but it's also good to realize that we don't have to have our hands firmly gripped on you know every stage of the way we're offered this little bit we've offered this opportunity to to connect in which challenges ourselves as well and then we just have to trust in the rest like I was in the U.S. for a bit um, ministering to young people and it got cut short I was meant to be there a year I was only there six months due to some unforeseen circumstances and I always thought, oh, I just cracked open with these young people. I was really enjoying it. Um, it's had to come to an end. I'd never really got to see what, what happened from that. But then a few years later, I just randomly got this text message from someone who was there with a link to an article that one of the girls had gone on, graduated high school and had received a scholarship to study theology. And yeah, absolutely. Like, you know, you can't attribute it to one person, you know, to me or anyone else accompanying, but it's like, okay, 
we have to be open to these opportunities for what it is, for how long it is, and just, you know, trust um, yeah. that that person's on that journey and just live in the joy of that. Like it was so her joy is my joy, you know. Um, yes, it's yes. such a beautiful space to be in. Yeah. Yeah. The, the other thing that comes to my mind about this is that, you know, the responsibility of accompaniment. Yes. Isn't just for youth ministers. Yes. It's not just for a teacher. It's not just for a priest or yeah. a, a religious. It's actually the responsibility of every adult Christian in particular, mm. or youth can accompany one another for sure, but the wisdom that an adult who has had some life experience yes. that they can offer to a young person, that it, it's really the responsibility of all of us. And and it's not even just an individual thing, but you can have an accompanying community. Yes. You know, how is our parish community accompanying young people on their journey? Yeah. It's really easy to outsource it to sure. a single person, yep. like a, a youth minister or a priest. Yeah. Uh, or outsource it to something like a school or an agency like Centicare or, you know, yeah, some other, some you other know, yeah. yeah, or an even event or something, yeah. Exactly. But the real responsibility of accompaniment, and I think Pope Francis says this in several places, that we're each called to it. Yeah. All of us are called to accompany another person or several people in our lives. It's when somebody presents themselves to us, when we come to a spontaneous interaction with somebody, mm. the opportunity is there then to begin a relationship with them. Uh, if our heart is in the disposition of being open to that person, open to the encounter, to there being dialogue, to there being uh, opportunity for transformation of yeah, ourselves, yeah. Um, then something can change in that person's life as well. But it's as easy as having a conversation, right? That's it. Yeah. That's all it is. Yeah. I mean, if, if you're willing to do that, then that alone could change somebody's life and it could change your own life. Yeah. You know, if you let it. I think when we talk about how to change the world or whether or not the church needs to change, the church is people. Yes. And we're always being called into transformation. Mm. And in order to stand or to step into transformation, we have to put ourselves in a, a vulnerability, yeah. uh, a space of vulnerability with another person yeah. in order for ourselves to change, for that person to change. If two of us are changing, the church has changed. Yeah. And so the more that happens, the more we become who it is we are called and created to be. Yeah. Yeah. I think accompaniment really is at the center of what it is to be church because community. It's community. Yeah. It's communion. And that's what we're made for. And yeah, it's not anything scary. It's something that I know has made a really positive impact in my life. And just being open to those conversations, those ideas, the sort of little spark of, of God that everybody has in their perception. Um, it's something actually really quite exciting. So in saying that, uh, getting down to sort of the practical steps that we can take, what are some of your top tips for journeying with young people? What can people do? What's a good place to start? Okay, so if I was a member of a parish pastor council and I wanted to maybe enhance or start or restart the way that the parish is accompanying young people, I think the first thing I would do is engage in a conversation with young people. Yeah. But you don't want to be tokenistic about it. No. Right? You, you, no. you need it to be authentic. But there is something to like holding a, a listening forum. Yeah. Or a roundtable conversation. Yeah. Um, or like what they're doing with the synod and what they did at the plenary council, these spiritual conversations, yeah. you know, we did it at the, the youth assembly, youth assembly, which we have a link on how to do as well. So I can put that in the show notes for people to check out. 
an excellent resource because I think there's the the way to listen to young people mm. also matters. But if I was a PPC member, I'd say, well, let's let's go talk to young people. Let's not talk about young people without young yeah. people in the room. Yeah, uh, that's one of the biggest mistakes we make is yes. we say, oh, where's the young people? There's no young people. Let's you know, if we did, if we started a youth mass or we started a youth group, yeah, then young people will come. That's absolutely not true. Yeah, young people will desire those things when they're there already, when they know that they're cared for and they're, they're being looked after, after. Yep. Mm. and they're being listened to and acknowledged yes. and when their ideas are taken seriously. And it's, in my experience, it's never what you expect them to want. That's, it's, that's always been my ongoing surprise. You might have some ideas or expectations, but they've always got something different as well on top of that. So we can always try and interpret, but without actually sitting and listening. Um, there's some good surprises to be had. Yeah. Absolutely. And I, th- I think one of the things that surprised me once um, when I was working in the youth office here, uh, we were doing these listening forums all over. And one of the top things that people were asking for, this was um, this was around the Synod on Young People. Yeah. They're saying, we just want the church to provide support for mental health for young people. Mm. And a bunch of us sat around the table and were like, what does that mean? Yeah. And then others were saying, well, we want more spiritual guidance in our lives. What does that mean? Like yeah. that's, that's a great ideal. That's a great idea. But what does that mean? So what it takes is to actually sit down with young people, not just to survey them. Yes. And say, all right, well, what would this look like? What if does we that did mean this? to you? Yeah. yeah. And then it, the ideas open up in yeah. different ways. But I think the other thing, uh, if I was a parish in particular, looking to accompany young people, I would maybe put together a small group of people to support a youth ministry. Yeah. And I wouldn't appoint a single youth minister, you might have somebody who's maybe taking the, the ad, driving the, yeah, certain things. Yeah, yeah. They might coordinate it. But if you had a group of, of people in the parish and they could be all, any age, you know, uh, they could be young people themselves and they could be, you know, 80 year olds. It yeah. doesn't really matter as long as there, there's a group of people who are thinking about young people yeah. and about the needs of young people. They can bring that to the parish pastoral council. They could advocate for young people but they can be the ones who are in uh, close relationship with young mm, people too mm. and starting to provide those connection points. Let's say there's a young person in the parish who's maybe on the, uh, a little bit of the edge, but you discover that they're really interested in car mechanics. Yep. And uh, you just happen to know that there is a, a mechanic working in the parish who lives yeah. Yeah, as a parishioner and he's looking for an apprentice and he can maybe talk to this young pe- person yeah. and, and give them some advice on what to do next. You yeah. know, like youth ministry and accompaniment is as simple as helping people make the connections. Mm. So you can facilitate accompaniment as well. So it's not always about being the one person. The one. Yeah. It's a lot of coffee catch ups. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, if I was in a school, it would be, it would look different, yeah. you know? And I think part of that, it's, uh, what is my attitude towards young people? Yeah. How, how do I receive a young person? Am I filled with joy when a young person walks into the room or am I filled with dread? Yeah. Like, oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, uh, my aunt, who is a, a longtime youth minister and formation leader and presenter and speaker, um, I remember she said to me once, she goes, you know, uh, you're in a group of youth ministers when a young person walks in the room and none of them can take their eyes off of them. Like, oh, They're so distracted <laughs> because that young person might just somehow blossom or burst into, you know, yeah, yeah, beauty. Yeah, yeah, something yeah, happens. Yeah. Yeah. And that they, there's something about a young person that they can't take their eyes off yeah. of. And it's always funny when you go to a, a youth ministry conference and you know the youth ministers th- because 
that they're doing just that. They, yeah. They're, they're so attracted to these young people and they want to do whatever they can for them just to, just to support, support them. them. Yeah. 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 So I think in a school situation or in a parish situation, your disposition, your attitude mm. towards the young people really matter. And so just creating a hospitable environment for young people is helpful. And it's not about better music or youth groups or, yeah. or those kinds of things, but it's about the attitude of the people in the community towards young people. Yeah. So in that, you know, making a commitment to accompany young people, it also means that you are creating space to listen, mm-hmm. you're creating space to welcome, and you're creating space for them to lead and to participate in the mission of the church. There's a great book from Fuller Youth Institute, mm-hmm. um, Sticky Faith. Yes. And it's called Growing Church. And it, uh, one of their tips is handing the keys to the young people. Yeah. So you're with your those young people who are emerging as leaders in the community, you have to be willing to allow them to steer the ship. Yeah. Or with the analogy that they were using, it was more than an analogy. The example they were using was giving young people the keys to the church. Yeah. There might be some risk management in there, but there's but what they were saying was they've got a key to get in and to, you know, use the space. Use yeah. the space, lead young people. It's a ministry of the community. Yeah being led by young people or where this young person, you know, is working as a sacristy. We've got young people who are working yeah. as sacristans at the cathedral and they're doing amazing things. Yeah. They, you know, they've got this deep love and connection to the church, but they're being allowed an opportunity to be leaders in the community mm. as a young person. To step up. Yeah. I think that's so important, right? Yeah. Yeah. And to take risks mm. and to try new things and for the parish or the school or the community not to slap them on the wrist when they mess up, but to say, all right, you messed up. What will we learn from this? What yeah. can we do better next time? Yeah. But the other thing that can happen is that the community discovers something new about itself yeah. in that situation. So there's an opportunity for a young person to exercise actual leadership, mm-hmm. not just tokenistic representation on the council yes. or yeah. the school board or whatever it might be. It's got to be real. Yeah. I would definitely say that in my journey, it's been those times where like a mentor or someone accompanying me has prodded me to step up or to take a different role and say, hey, you know, you may not be there yet, but I see these skill sets or this interest that you had. Will you consider doing this? I'll help you with that. As a young person, that's the best feeling ever when someone you feel like you're seen, you feel like you can contribute and you feel like you matter. So I would definitely say from my perspective, that's a great thing to do. Yes, it's super important to be able to acknowledge the gifts that a person has, but also to provide them the opportunity to use that gift for the good of the community. Absolutely. And it can be like music's a beautiful example, but I think we need to also look at other options, right? Like, you know, some a young person might be really good at, you know, baking a cake and having that for, you know, morning tea or doing the PowerPoints or a lot of it. Like, even if it's just something small that you think, oh, it's probably easier if I just do it and do it quickly. Like, are there any things that any connection points we can use to offer that and for young people to That's grow? Right. And yeah. oftentimes, I mean, it's easy to look at Sunday morning and go, what are the roles that need to be filled? Yes. But the reach of the church is seven days a week not in the church. It's outside in the world. And so you might look at a young person and go, you know what? You've got these incredible skills in basketball. Yeah. Have you ever thought about joining this uh, basketball program for disadvantaged young people? Like maybe would you be interested in doing that? Or, you know, you're a great athlete. 
uh, have you ever thought about how you might use that to to support the lives of other people? Yeah. And, you know, and so there's other ways. It's, yeah, it's not always what's going to happen not, yes. in the walls of the church, church on a Sunday morning, but what happens uh, in the real mission field yeah. outside the walls of our church. And that's when we start getting the big stuff, the big, <laughs> big game right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we're actually called to do. Which is, yeah, yeah. Which is exciting. So, Peter, thank you so much for coming on and to chatting with me today. I certainly feel really encouraged and ignited to get out there and start having those conversations and see what happens. Before I let you go, I'd just like to ask you one final thing. What's one piece of advice or encouragement you would have given little Peter starting out in youth ministry, opening the door to journeying with other young people? I think I'll go back to what I was saying before. Um, You don't have to have all the answers. Yeah. And in fact, allow yourself to learn from the young people that you're serving. And this sounds so cheesy and cliche, but they have way more to teach you Mm. than you have to teach them. And it's not about what you can teach them, but it's about the journey you take together. So just get on the journey. (laughs) Start walking. That's so beautiful. Thanks so much for coming on today, Peter. Thanks for inviting me. This is really a lot of fun. Yeah, it's always fun (laughs) hanging out with you. And go go find some photos of the paper mache crocodile. That's that's your homework. I wish I had that. (laughs) (laughs) We'll catch you later. All right, see you. Thank you for listening to the Catholic Youth Podcast. Make sure to connect with us on Facebook and Instagram at Catholic Youth Adelaide to stay up to date with all the latest information, resources, and events. Until next time, see you. Bye.